Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, for Song of the Soul, we're headed out east to the Arlington, Virginia area for a visit with Russ Downs. Russ is a musician with a lot of experience in a wide range of music, more or less having come back to where he started from, writing and performing songs that talk of the personal, important, transformative people and events of his life. Russell Warren Downs joins us today by phone from Arlington, Virginia. Russ, I'm so pleased you could join me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's nice to speak to you again. And, Russ, uh, you're in Arlington. Have you been there a long time? Uh, Yes, I have. I moved away. I lived in Boston for a while, and I lived in Nashville for almost three years. But this is home base for me. This is where my family and the people I love are at, so I always wind up back here. You did the Nashville scene. I assume that that was about moving into the music industry somehow? I was playing in a rockabilly band and, of course, writing my own songs, and people kept saying to me, you should move to Nashville, you should move to Nashville. And a friend of mine who was a travel agent had gone there and brought me some information, so on a crazy whim, I picked a date, packed everything up, and went down there and got an education in country music. I've got three CDs from you, and the earliest of them is from 2008, but I have a feeling you go way back in terms of music. Yes, I've been writing probably since the 70s, got some interest from people way back when. I had a label interest in me when I was a teenager, but I wasn't the kind of music that they were selling, and so they suggested I move to New York, you know, so they could keep an eye on me, but I had a brother who lived in New York and then just looked around and said, I couldn't live here, you know, I I need mountains, (laughs) I need trails. 
So has your musical style changed in that time, 70s to 80s, 90s, or what is your musical inspiration? Well, the funny thing is it changes all the time. I started off, say, when I went to New York, I was doing very acoustic, finger-picky, very personal sort of songs. And through the years, it sort of changed. Like most people, you evolve. And as I went up playing rockabilly and sort of uh, post-punk and country music, jazz, uh, some light classical stuff. But lately, my music is sort of, it's all amalgamated, but that, the, that core, what I started with, of sort of writing personally about what I think and feel is sort of taken back over and more acoustic, you know, either guitar or piano. And you mentioned guitar or piano. Those aren't the only two musical instruments on your repertoire? No, they're the best ones for writing. I, I write a lot on mandolin as well. And I play all the instruments. I, I, I worked as a backup musician for other people for years, and guitar and mandolin and I guess harmonica were really the things that I did the most of performing out. And piano, I've only just started, even though I've been playing it for quite a few years, I've only started to play out on piano in the last year. Well, let's dive into the music right away that you've selected for your song of the soul. Which one do you want to start off with? Uh, how about a little bit of love? A little bit of love doesn't sound bad to me, but why does it appeal to you specifically? Or why is it part of your song of the soul? Well, it's, it's a funny song because I was actually just inspired by another songwriter, a song by Keith Urban called You're Not My God. Sometimes I'll just hear, I'll hear a song and think, what's my take on that? What, what do I feel about that subject or whatever? And so I found myself writing the song very quickly before I was about to leave for New Hampshire the next day and just sort of sat up all night and wrote and recorded the song. The funny thing is when people heard it, especially people who knew me well, they said, you know, that really is you. That's who you are as a person. You know, I have to look at it and say it is true, and it's sort of the way I feel is that every time you go to speak to somebody, you should sort of take gauge of, of how you're approaching them because we all need compassion, and a lot of times people blow one another off unintentionally just because they're not thinking about, like, well, should I smile at this person right now or should I just go about my business? And so... It's sort of a little reminder to me as well to think about what's going on when I'm dealing with somebody. Am I smiling at them? Am I looking them in the eye? Am I hearing what they're saying? So that's why the song, that's what it says to me and what it means a lot to me because of that. Let's listen to it right away. The song is A Little Love, and it's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul. His name is Russ Downs, and he comes to us from Arlington, Virginia. A Little Love. There's a young girl living out on the street She's got no home, no place to sleep She's a runaway It happens every day And there's a man panhandling by a parking lot The change that you give him is all he's got He could use a break For his mistakes And if you're thinking, wondering what you're supposed to do I'm sure you'd know, my friend, if it were you Show a little love and a little compassion. I put some hope and care and joy in your reactions. I give a little time, I take a little interest. You never know, my friends, the things in this life you miss. Do you show a little love? There's a young guy sitting up on his own He doesn't want to say that he's alone So he dies inside 
just to save his pride. And there's a woman in a nursing home not from here. The kids brought her close so they could have her near. But now they find they haven't got the time. We're all busy people, yes, I know it's true. But I'm sure you'd want someone if it were you to show a little love and a little compassion. I put some hope and care and joy in your reactions and give a little time. I take a little interest. You never know, my friends, the things in this life you miss till you show a little love. Wondering, here's a little clue. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Won't you show a little love and a little compassion? I put some hope and care and joy in your reactions. I give a little time. I take a little interest. You never know, my friends, the things in this life you miss. Show a little love and a little compassion. I put some hope and care and joy in your reaction. I give a little time, I take a little interest. You never know, my friends, the things in this life you miss. Till you show a little love. Was a little love by Russ Downs. He sent me three CDs, and I was wondering, Russ, what CD that song comes from, or where it's featured, or where people are going to find it. That will be on an upcoming CD. Say, I recorded it several years ago, but I just re-recorded it because the original recording I was, I was just starting to play drums and like piano on on recordings. Before that, I would usually get a drummer to play for me, and so my drumming was a little over the top which is that kind of the thing that most musicians, when they first are learning, they get a few hot riffs and they want to throw them all out all the time, and, and I noticed a little bit of that in my playing on, so I, so I had to re-record it to control it. You said that it's from an earlier CD or that you released it earlier. I've got three CDs. How many more are there out there? I mean, is this uh, since you've been doing this at least since the 70s, I guess maybe we could have really caused an uptick in the U.S. Postal Service rates if you'd sent them all. Well, exactly, and some of them, they're not necessarily available if somebody wants them. I, you know, God knows I have a basement full. <laughs> but, you know, you move on sound-wise, style-wise, so it, it's good to look at them again. Also, my voice has changed through the years, and my voice is lower than it used to be, and that's why I say that. I just re-recorded that song, and so it'll be an upcoming project. And there's the, the last CD, Legends, a lot of the songs on there were re-recorded from earlier projects just to kind of update them and get them in the range that I sing in now. 
that song, A Little Love, the themes of it seem to be kind of the people you run into out there on the street. A girl on the street, you know, she's a runaway man panhandling. I assume these are kind of daily type events for you there in Arlington. Here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where Northern Spirit Radio headquarters, we don't have that all the time. Well, Washington, D.C. is the center of our nation, and there are a lot of programs here. I I was working in D.C. last year, and I drove past Mitch Snyder Avenue every day, and Mitch Snyder was an advocate for the homeless. I lived on the streets when I was a teenager for a while, and so it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart in the sense that sometimes you don't pick that lifestyle, or sometimes you do just because the world you came from was worse than being able to control a couple lunatics on the street. And that's one of the things I discovered when I came back to Washington is I kept running into people sleeping in the parks. And and so I found out where all the local shelters were. And I would just, in cold winter nights, I would just say, hey, man, you know, (laughs) come with me. You know, you're going to die if if you stay out here. Let me take you somewhere warm. You know, let's get you some food. And so it's something that's very important to me. You said that you actually uh, spent time as homeless. How did that come about? It sort of started because I was working in Georgetown, and I met a lot of other musicians who were buskers. And that summer I decided it was partially just to get away from my own home environment, which was sometimes a little difficult. And it was also a chance to travel. I had read Woody Guthrie, Bound for Glory, and and just thought, yeah, that's what I want to do, is just take my guitar and see what the world is really like. So I spent some time up in, in the Boston area, up in Cambridge Square and up in New York, just hanging hanging out on the street and playing the guitar and just meeting all kinds of people. Uh, Again, it was a different world then. You know, you had a lot of really sweet people who looked out for the young kids who were out on the street and stuff, and especially up in Cambridge, there was a lady named Mama Bear who would take you in and help you find a job and help you get back on your feet. It was a different world. And as you said, it's back when you were young. I'm imagining that now you're over 40, 45, 50. I imagine that the joints and everything don't take it as well. Oh, no. Yeah, I I know grown men who live on the streets. I said it's, it's one of the things that, that always worries me is when I see somebody who could die. I mean, uh, you know, Washington is a very warm area, but in the wintertime we get some real cold, cold snaps. It's something that's very prevalent here. I, 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 you know, I hate to get political on that, but I, I sort of I remember when Ronald Reagan was president and they closed down a lot of the state-owned mental institutions, and it became a situation that you see daily here now as people living on the street. And someday, hopefully, somebody's going to address that and try to help people. My sense is that you try and help out in your own way, too. Tell us about song number two that you selected and its roots in your life. Aristi, I was supporting a little girl in Ethiopia through an organization called Compassion International, and they were asked to leave the area because uh, militant Muslims had come and didn't want a Christian organization taking care of their children. And the song was written really for my own closure, you know, because I just got this letter that said, you're no longer needed and we don't know what's going to happen to this person. And I had spent a long time bonding, writing letters back and forth, I was very concerned for her, and just at the time it was pre-September 11th, and so I had no idea the magnitude of what was happening, you know, in that part of the world. And so it was, I say, a lot of it was closure for me, and it was just sort of sorting out why would people do this in the name of God. So the song sort of became more of a, a question of, 
is this right or is this wrong or, you know, I don't really care who you pray to. I just sort of would rather have people have peace in their life, whether it's with a God or not a God. But if a God is going to bring anger and hatred, then maybe it's better, as John Lennon says, not to have a God. I think that's a pretty good introduction to the song. Ariste is the song, and it's by my guest, Russ Downs. Ariste, I hear your town was taken over, and compassion was sent away by people who believe that they know better. Now I've got to believe that you're okay. I don't care if you pray in the Jesus, Muhammad or Buddha or Krishna tonight. I just hope that someone is listening and that you're gonna be alright. With the gift that I sent And the translated letter that I got back Told me how much that it meant And you thanked me in the name of Jesus And I wonder if you feel that way tonight Cause for me, I just hope that someone's listening you're gonna be alright Cause there are those Who would die for their convictions And kill for their religions Those who do not feel the same Muhammad or Buddha or Krishna tonight I'm just thinking about a little girl in Ethiopia And praying that she's alright and it's by Russ Downs, and he's actually got a longer name than that. His name is Russell Warren Downs, and that might be significant if you're trying to look him up on MySpace. You have something there, don't you? Yes, thank you for mentioning it and putting it that way. When I first started recording CDs, I had a friend, Michael Hume Strain, who had worked on his project, and I asked him, do you think I'll use my full name, or do you think I... And so, of course, because he's Michael Hume Strain, he said, yes, use Russell Warren Downs. And it's made it easier for people to trace me, you know, because it turns out there's 8 million people named Russ Downs in the world, but 
to be honest with you, most people just call me Russ, and so I, it sort of began to feel kind of pretentious to to book myself as Russell Warren Downs. It sounds like a court judge to me. <laughs> and out on MySpace, they can go to myspace.com slash Russell Warren Downs, and they'll find at least some samples of your music, but where can they buy them if they want to buy some of your CDs? We're still in progress on that one. I, if you just say hi to me there, I can work out from there. I was on a, a space with somebody. We had a website. But we parted company because musically, we just sort of felt like, you know what, you're, you, we're just different entities now, and it's not close enough. I'm working on that now. <laughs> so they should just drop you a note. And I mentioned that your email is Moose Music. So why is your email Moose Music? Well, it's Moose Musique because uh, there was no way of getting the, the name Moose in there any other way, and Musique because, well, it's French for music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I have this strange affinity for mooses, and so does my, my one of my brothers, which I found out because I have all these moose items and found out that he also had all these moose items, and I think it dates back to uh, a movie we saw, a comedy called Murder by Death, where the... There was a Charlie Chan character played by Peter Sellers, and he was so thick that he didn't get anything. And so the villain is, is you know, inside of a moose's head, leading him on, saying, I killed him and buried him in the basement or whatever. And, and he says, oh, cow on wall, say. And he says, I'm a moose. I'm a moose. So I think that's where that came from. But, yeah, I just there's something about a moose that makes me laugh. That is strange, I have to say. That's good and strange. <laughs> Back to the song, Ariste, which just finished. In there, you have a line where you say, I don't care if you're praying to Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, or Krishna tonight. I just hope that someone is listening. And is that someone, is this a religious song, or is it a non-religious song? Do you pray to one of those entities or some other? I don't know that I pray. I talk to God. I think God is something that you either believe in or you don't. It's, It's funny, I have a lot of friends who are atheists and agnostic, and they probably talk about God more than anybody that I know that goes to church. It's, it's a subject that I think most people, I mean, probably since the days of animism, which was like the first religion, we like to think that our life has a meaning and that someone is watching over us. And I often have that feeling. That I can certainly think of several times in my life where I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, if somebody was looking out for me, because you know, there's no way I could have worked that out on my own. So, yeah, it's something that I wrestle with all the time. Is, is a lot of people think that I'm a Christian writer because I used to play in a Christian group, and I do tend to speak in spiritual terms. Well, the next song is, is Holy Love, and again, it walks a, a strange, thin line. It was inspired by a service that I heard at the UU Church about a priest down in South America who was, was murdered. He was brought into the church because they thought he would be very sympathetic to the wealthy there, and he became an advocate for the homeless and the poor. And so shortly before he was killed, he had said, I know I'm going to die. You know, I know that the government will kill me, but my words will live on. And I was very inspired by that and by the fact that his love for, for the world and for his life and for the life of his people was stronger than his own need to survive or whatever. And I was very inspired by that idea of a love that's that's so strong that that in Christian terms they use the word agape love. And so that's really what this song is about. You said earlier that you don't pray, but when I listen to the words, it says, reawake my spirit, come fill my heart and soul with holy, holy love. 
that seems like a prayer. Is that your prayer? Or is it his prayer? Or just how do you relate to those words? That was very much my prayer. Uh, this, that song has that, the project that that came from, the CD that that came from originally, was written after I'd come back from the Po Monkey Reservation, which my grandfather on my mother's side was Po Monkey, and I often go down there. I'd gone down there and just came back, and, uh, and within a week had written like 10 songs, all kind of dealing with that need to reconnect with life. And so, yeah, I think a lot of my songs, definitely, they are my prayers. They're sort of how I clarify my thoughts sometimes, even to myself. A lot of times when I'm finishing a song, I realize this is what I wanted to say. So, yes, I guess it is a prayer. Holy, holy love, won't you lift me up? Take me in and reveal your secrets. Holy, holy love. Precious, precious dream. Pull me in your stream let me feel the power of your kindness holy holy love rewake my spirit come fill my heart and my soul with love Rewake my spirit, come fill my heart and my soul with holy, holy love. Won't you lift me up? Take me in and reveal your secrets, holy, holy love. Holy. Holy love, won't you lift me up? Take me in and reveal your secrets. Holy, holy love, holy, holy love. That was holy love. Russ Downs, who's with me today for Song of the Soul. He's joining us from Arlington, Virginia, and this is, of course, Mark Helps Me, your host for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can find this recording and other recordings and links, for instance, to Russ Downs' MySpace page via my website. So go out to northernspiritradio.org you'll find all kinds of good resources, including, again, you can track down Rust Downs via that page. Where should we go next on your Song of the Soul journey, Russ? Well, let's go to Theo. This is a song that's very, very personal for me, and I have two older brothers, and of course I was the punching bag of the lot, you know, being the youngest. I found my brother... Uh, Rick, in particular, was just always very supportive of my music. He had started to come and see me when I was playing in Georgetown when I was a teenager. And 
hadn't seen me perform for years and came to see me playing in Alexandria. And I just saw his face light up, you know, because I still play some of the songs from way back when. And he just became my advocate and my, you know, everything. He was taking my CDs around to where he lived and having them played in the coffee house and just great. And so when I decided to take a little break from performing, I was finishing up my calendar year and was sort of burnt out and was starting to forget lyrics and things. And one evening I started a song and just couldn't think what the opening line was and he started feeding me the words. And so, you know, I sort of said, thank you, Theo. And afterwards he came up to me at the end of the evening and said, did you call me Theo like Vincent and Theo? And I said, yeah, and I knew you'd get it, you know. And so I wrote the song for his birthday. But to me what the song is sort of about is the love that people give you is a driving force in in how you live your life and and that having my older brother support me emotionally about my music and to make it seem so important was very, very important to me and very special in my life. Well, I built my ship with gauze-like sails Easily torn in sudden gales And cast out on a raging sea Sailor is who I was born to be. Well, thank you, Theo, for hearing my songs, knowing the words, and singing along, and taking the time to make me see that someone believes in me. Sometimes strength is not enough And hope is only a half-filled cup With all its intoxicating dreams Things aren't always as they seem Well, thank you, Theo, for hearing my songs Knowing the words and singing along And taking the time to make me see Someone believes in me
That was Russ Down's song, Theo. But it's not for Theo. It's for his brother, Rick. But it's great to have a brother who's there to support you in that way. What kind of community support do you have, Russ, otherwise? I mean, you've lived in Arlington for perhaps a long time. You said your family's around that area. But what about religious, spiritual community, work community? I think there's uh, generally a kind of extended family of musicians who support one another. Where do you get your depth of support? I know a group of musicians here that I was very lucky to meet. Some of them have moved to other areas, but Den Fruman, who used to run the UU church at a place called the Florian Cafe over in Maryland, who's now out in Staunton, Virginia, Mary Shapiro down at Adams Morgan, and Tom Gauze and Michael Hugo, and they all play the music circuit here, and everybody's very supportive of one another, and it's a great deal of fun to be able to have that, you know, to find that community of, of musicians. You mentioned UU, or Unitarian Universalists, a couple of times. Are you connected with that group? Is that where you attend, or where did you start from, and how did you get to where you are? I grew up as a non-practicing Methodist. When I was 40, I was going through a divorce and started going to Methodist Church. And I became, I guess because the guitar follows me everywhere, I went up in a group called the Olive Branch, and I became the lead guitar player, percussionist, whatever needed to be done, and also songwriter. After that, through Dan Fruman, I started playing services at the UU Church and found I really enjoyed the services there. Again, I believe in God, but I believe in God in, in as a many-faceted sort of thing. I, I think people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King were prophets. They, they changed the world with a simple message, which was the same message that Christ gave, the same message that everyone who represents God gives, which is to treat people the way you want to be treated. So does that mean you attend a UU church or maybe a Methodist church or maybe given that you're a musician and likely to be playing music late into the night on a weekend, maybe Sunday morning services is just not a very high priority. Often is the case, yeah, I, I do like to sleep on a Sunday morning and have a large cup of coffee. I like to attend services, and, and but I also have a group of friends that, we, that I can speak to in spiritual terms, and, and so that to me is just as important. I mean, really, I mean, God isn't just sitting and waiting in a building. You know, he's sort of everywhere, I think. (laughs) Well, let's keep moving on then to visit the other places where God lives and and through your music, I think, too. So what do you want to do for next step along your Song of the Soul? Well, let's go to House on Fire. That's that's a a song that I just recently re-recorded for the newest CD. I'm going to comment right away about this song, the music that you have in it. The first intro bit that you start off with it's kind of like spooky music, or maybe it's a little bit of Russian, Gypsy, Eastern European. You've played a lot of different sorts of music. Have you played international music, international folk dance type music, which I do a lot of? That's, it seemed like you had touched something in Eastern Europe. My ex-wife used to say she thought I was a Russian waiter in a past life. <laughs> I, I love Russian music. I go to the Balalaika Society concerts all the time and stuff. The song was written on the mandolin, and uh, the original thought that got the song going was the idea of sort of a fission of the idea that when Chernobyl exploded, that what came out of there 
didn't go away. It didn't dissipate. It just went up into the upper atmosphere and just kept going around the world and dropping down on us slowly and slowly. And it made me think about when France set off a bomb in the Atlantic Ocean and all the experiments that we've done here in this country, you know, out in the Midwest and stuff, that this doesn't go away. And so to sort of boister my thoughts when I was working on the song, I went to Carl Sagan's last book, Billions and Billions, and he talked very much about the same thing. And, and at the time before he died, the Kyoto Treaty was sort of, in his eyes, our last great hope. So I was sort of reiterating what he wanted to say, but also sort of saying what I wanted to say, which is we do have an effect on the world around us and the things that we put up in the air. And, you know, you can deny it, but you can also look at all the charts of what's what's happened and how the globe has warmed since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So I was just sort of trying to address that and musically. Again, yeah, because it was originally written on mandolin, it does have a very sort of Russian sort of feel to it. But that's where that was going. And the song is House on Fire by Russ Downs. Could the world we know be dying? I'd swear that it was crying. Giving up and giving in to man. There's an ill wind that is tearing. Future noble cross the bearing. Reminding me what a small, small world it is Does the sky look different to you? Would you care if you knew That the legacy we leave Is a house on fire Tell your children Of what is and what was then Of the forests that were burned down Or died away And only now are we learning And the seasons aren't quite turning Reminding me how fragile we really are Does the sky look different to you? Would you care if you knew That the legacy we leave is a house on fire And every action and reaction affects us all And a house divided against itself is gonna fall oh. 
God had so commanded that we should rule the planet. I don't think this is what he had in mind. Poor, poor Mother Nature We've bound and we've enslaved her Now only we can change what we've done Does the sky look different to you? Would you care if you knew? see we leave is a house on fire it's a house on fire a much needed call to consciousness of how we treat our planet the song is house on fire it's by russell warren downs and he's my guest here today for Song of the Soul. Russ, that obviously environmental, the concern for the earth, I guess since you mentioned you attend a Unitarian Universalist church, I'm assuming that there's a certain number of values that are pretty common amongst that population. Environmental care certainly would be one of them. Peace would be one of them. Do you want to rattle off the whole list of things that define you as an alternative person? I would say probably most people who know me and sort of have lumped me into who they think I am is pretty much I'm very compassionate. And, you know, I wouldn't say that the most important thing to me is peace. I actually had a conversation with somebody the other day. I said, you know, war has been going on much longer than there has ever been peace and that sometimes we have to see that this is reality. But the thing we can do is be a little kinder. I mean, one of the nice things with our current President Obama is the previous administration wants to say, well, it was okay to, you know, torture prisoners to get information. And he's saying, no, it's never okay. We are the standard bearers. We are the people who have got to, if, if we're going to have a war, we have to be have a compassionate war. And so, yeah, I, I feel kind of happy that the current administration thinks like I do. And you're near enough to them, being there in Arlington, that you can run over and give them advice whenever they need it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I say we, the previous administration, often some friends and I found ourselves standing somewhere giving our two cents, which is one of the great things about this country, too, is the fact that you can speak your mind and the government will hear you if you speak loud enough and get enough people to speak with you. And one of the great things about A Song of the Soul is that you get a chance to share some of your musical two cents worth with our listeners. Tell us about your next song and why you've included it today. Uh, Legends, uh, it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a long story, but you can tell most of my stories are fairly long. <laughs> so I was gigging a lot at the time, and I heard this song, and I was always looking for material, and I heard this song, Dust in the Wind, and I thought, well, it's a, a really beautiful song, but I don't know that I want to say that. I don't really buy into the whole Alice Huxley thing that you live and you die, and that's it. And so I started thinking about what what do I think about life? You know, what if if I had to make a statement to the world right now and tell them what I think, what do I think? Uh, at the time, I was reading Black Elk Speaks, which 
it's sort of a Lakota Bible. As I mentioned earlier, my grandfather was Pomoki Indian. He was sort of like God to me when I was growing up. He was a very important person to me, but he died when I was five. But he still influences me even now, just what I gleaned from him. And so I was sort of taking that idea that what he put out to me was so strong and so important, and that every time we speak to somebody, we're leaving an impression, you know, and we are either guiding them or discouraging them, and that we all are. You know, everything that we say every day, everything that we do influences somebody. And so that's, I guess that's the best way to put it. It's, it's sort of a song where I realized, you know, everything that we say and do is a statement and that we're all legends and memories in, in other people's lives. Life moves quickly, but history paces. Holding on to traces at moments of grace. So much is forgotten. We remember fanning the embers of the fire's time we erase Cause we are legends, legends and heroes Quoted and repeated, oh can't you see We are stories Stories, tales, and echoes Carried in the hearts and the minds And the memories of everyone we meet We hope our lives have a meaning but often fail seeing the tide that we create a thought in passing a question worth asking could inspire another and shape their fate we are legends legends and heroes quoted and repeated can't you see, we are stories, stories, tales, and echoes, carried in the hearts and the minds and the memories of everyone we We are not forgotten so easily, no, we are pieces in the puzzle of eternity, we are legends, Quickly, but history paces, holding on to traces 
had moments of grace. So much is forgotten, but we remember fanning the embers of the fire's time would erase. 'Cause we are legends, legends and heroes. Quoted and repeated. Oh, can't you see? We are stories, stories, tales, and echoes carried in the hearts and the minds and the memories. Everyone we meet, we are legends. We are legends. And yes, it's true. We're all legends, and that's what Russ Downs was singing about. Song came to you. True, you said, kind of your grandfather. How how does your grandfather come into specifically that song? Well, he was he was the biggest legend in my life. I mean, I say he was probably the biggest influence in my life. He again, he passed away when I was five, but he was just a really cool guy. You know, he could manage three kids under under the age of seven by simply saying, "Who wants to scratch my back?" You know, <laughs> you know, he was. You know, he was a very cool guy, and I just—I've I've always wished that when somebody looks back at me, they think, "What a cool guy!" Not, you know, who? <laughs> I don't remember him. You know. Yeah, and of course, you get around on the stage a number of places, and so people have a chance to see you, run into you. Do you tour widely? Do you mainly stay out in the east?、Uh, where do you go, and, and what kind of shows do you do? I primarily do coffee houses and churches, actually. I'm just starting to perform out again. I, I took a break for about two and a half, three years. Had to take a job and get some health insurance. Did that. Realized I missed playing music. So you know, now I'm back to playing music, and I'll be playing here in the, in the Washington area pretty soon, and work out from there. But I think as Livingston Taylor said, if they're paying, I'm playing. My whole thing is if you know, if people. Want the music? It will, you know, they'll hear it, and and I'll definitely, I'll be somewhere in your neighborhood soon. <laughs> and if people wanted to track you down, what would be the best way to find out your schedule? MySpace,、uh, Russell Warren Downs. It'll come up as Russ Downs, and I try to post things as soon as I know about them there. I think Russ, we have time for one more song for your song of the soul. How can we cap off all these other wonderful songs? Well, let's go with Beautiful and Perfect World. That song for me is something that I see in, in life all the time. In the song, I wrote about some specific things that I saw and noticed, and, and I just saw something the other day. And it's just sort of the thing that, well, especially here in Washington, it's, it's a fairly crowded place, and people can get kind of aggressive. But then you'll just see these little moments of,、uh, say, the other day I saw this this big guy, big burly guy, in the back of a truck filled with trees. And there was a little girl looking at him, and so this big burly guy suddenly starts waving like Mickey Mouse. I mean, he just had the most animated, you know, friendly, you know, hi, how you doing, you know, animated sort of thing. 
And so that's the kind of thing that just reminds me that, you know, the world will go on and, and, you know, it is a big, beautiful, imperfect world. There's a line in that song, I keep a picture of a steeple obscured by trees. Now, number one, I assume you wouldn't say it if it weren't true. So you have that picture there and, and there is a steeple sitting on your piano? It's right here. It's a, a, a friend of mine. All of us are a bunch of bohemian artists and, and songwriters and stuff. And so a friend of mine for uh, Christmas took this picture that she had taken in Germany of a steeple, and it's sort of being obscured by the trees. And there's something about the steeple. I guess it's the idea that even if you can't see it, it's still there. So I guess that's what the line meant to me was, yeah, you know, sometimes even if you can't see the positive or God in, in the world, it's still there. I saw a beautiful woman who couldn't hear But the way she expressed herself was musically clear I heard a man singing who couldn't see But he sang of love so visually I keep a picture of a steeple Obscured by trees On the stand of my piano To inspire me To see life the way it really is In this beautiful and perfect world Where we live I saw a big man with a little dog Coming round a bend And they were lost in a moment Shared by friends And it sort of made me laugh And it sort of made me smile That the love between them Was like a mother and child I keep a picture of a steeple Obscured by trees On the stand of my piano To inspire me To see life the way it really is in this beautiful and perfect world Where we live Cause sometimes I feel so lost And so alone I met a man who was living on the street He'd known heartache and sorrow But not defeat and we talked and we talked And he thanked me for my time But the gift that was given was his, not mine I keep a picture of a steeple Obscured by trees On the stand of my piano To inspire me To see life the way it really is In this beautiful, imperfect world Where we a picture of a steeple Obscured by trees To remind me of a day That's yet to be When we see life the way It really is In this beautiful and perfect world Where we
that was Beautiful and Perfect World. It was the last song that Russell Warren Downs is sharing with us today for his Song of the Soul. You can catch him, I guess, more easily over in the Arlington, Virginia sphere of influence, but sometimes I'm sure he'll travel out. Have you ever made it out to Wisconsin, Russ? Not yet. I have friends who live in Wisconsin and Michigan, and there's talk possibly this summer or this fall of being out in Ohio, so be a little closer anyhow. We'll look forward to seeing you and hearing you. Thanks again, Russ, for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. That was singer-songwriter Russ Downs over in Arlington, Virginia. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. Sing out a song of the song.